This is ESPN Radio. Thanks for joining us this morning on ESPN Radio. Coming to you live from the Seaport District at Pier 17. Brought to you by Chase. Got my man Jay Williams. I'm Freddie Coleman. We are presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app. Series XM Channel 80. Don't forget about us when you tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Jay, I'm going to let you cook a little bit with this one. But, but, but hold on, Freddie. Before we get there, All right, top ahead. of the morning to your top brother. Top of the morning to you. Always good morning to you, my man. Have you seen that the Powerball jackpot? Oh, yes, I have. Grew yet again, again. on Monday to mm-hmm. $1 billion. Uh-huh. Dun, dun, what? Dun. $1 billion. But Nuno just blew my mind. What? Because I'm like, oh, I'm about to go get a thousand tickets over here playing random numbers. And then Nuno said. Nuno's like, what, the cash value? I'm like, what do you mean the cash value is $1 billion? Yeah, but Nuno, explain to Jay the, the politics of dancing when it comes to money, taxes, and money in taxes. <laughs> exactly. So <laughs> what people don't realize is that there's cash values to all these drawings, right? So they, it's a beautiful number, a billion. But the cash value for that, I guess the, based upon all the money they've collected on tickets, I think it's slightly under five hundred and seventeen. A million, and right? then and you know, then, I don't like the way you're talking to me. First off, you look like my accountant today. Hey, with the with the, the I, I like the look. You look very financy. Okay, like, <laughs> you ain't taking you, you, any. Wait, you are not taking any financial advice from this guy. This, well, Alan, certainly, I am I'm right sorry. now. Alan Yates gives one. He financy now. He financy now. now. <laughs> I'm like, hey, hey, hey. As a words, I like that one. Hold on, Nuno. How means his advisor now? Yes, he does. He's financy now. You can't be my sexy accountant. How many buttons you got open on the shirt? though how many buttons why can't he get as sexy on to talk about money at the same time money is sexy okay that's true there's only two there's only two and there were it was chest day yesterday (laughs) (laughs) let him know the workout plan this is between them buttons it's it's actually my nancy (laughs) nuno all right nuno keep giving me the cash value breakdown so there's a cash so the cash value is slightly under 517 million dollars right and then the uh uncle sam's gonna take 24 percent right off the top Mm -hmm. and Wait, 24% of the 517? Yeah, 517. Yeah. Uncle Sam is undefeated, yeah. man. Yeah. So this is like propaganda. So the yeah. billion isn't a billion. So why are they even telling me a billion in the first place? Because it's a billion that's the payout until everybody else gets their hands in your pocket. Exactly. And then depending on what state you live in, you know, Connecticut's slightly under 7% state, uh-huh. state tax. So, yeah. like, you know, they're taking their, you know, their... $36 million off oh, that. Oh then there's an additional, like, federal taxes that are due. So, like... Wow. Where are the um, tax loopholes at? So, exactly. Okay. So, if you're in Connecticut, you're only walking only, right? Like, only. I think you'll be all right with walking away with, like, $289 million. Think you'll be fine. Oh, no. <laughs> yes, That's exactly. it? Only so, $289 million. Is, so oh, like, no. So, the hypothetical question is, right, and we've, we've talked about this, like, what do you do? If you win, are you, like, how... Either quickly are you quitting your job? Or are you just showing up like, I have this type of money. Say uh, something to me. Like, what are you going to say? <laughs> say something to me, boss. I, I, I know Alan Gates ain't showing up to work. He's, no, he's no, out. We've never seen Alan, Alan Gates again. is out. I have. He'd be never. in the Bahamas. Like, no, he won't. He'd be on, he'd be on Planet Allen. No, 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 he'd no, buy no, an no. island. I would show up. Y'all just would know that something no. would be right. <laughs> Man, you lying now. You lying now. You lying now. Yates has threatened not to come in on a five thousand dollar parlay. Thank you. Exactly. You ain't never seen Alan. But see, Alan, every day more lies from Alan Yates. See, Nuno's not telling the full story. What's the full story? What happened was, (laughs) although that is true, what might happen will. If there was the off chance that I hit a crazy parlay, Uh what I would do 
is I would call Pat. <laughs> Pat I would call Nuno. Pat's laughing right now because he knows you're lying. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> but the thing is, yeah, you, you would say, I don't know if I've you ever say, told you this. Blank you, blank you, blank you. Exactly. You're no, cool, no, blank no, you. Jay, I'm out. Jay, who's, I'm calling who's everyone that's on the show. You with us behind the scenes. Jerry knows this because he would be getting a call too. I'm calling him. Yo, I don't care what you're doing. I'm outside of your house. Ten minutes. What do you mean I got work? I don't care. <laughs> We're going to Mohegan. Top floor. Mohegan. Cash me out. They're going to take Cash the taxes out, out then. So I don't got to do it on the back end. And y'all ain't going to see me. Because if I hit the lottery, Freddie, I swear to God, I'm playing like, I'm playing a bunch of music that's not even allowed to be played. Like mixtapes. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. It'd be out of control, man, man. Catch me if you can. And the, I'm not the be, touching the The best part about this is that Pat Costello knows you're flat out lying. <laughs> Nuno was a hundred percent. Yates would hit like for two grand and be like, "I'm calling in sick I'm calling tomorrow." In sick. I'm calling in sick. Exactly. Not gonna be I, I there. Know, the I dog ate my homework. I gotta yeah. go see a man about a horse, believe man. Me. I got nothing. If, to if, if, go if see Alan a man Yates hit for two hundred ninety million, believe me, he'd be arrested. Man, I tell you what, Freddie, <laughs> Pat, arrested. y'all gonna need the dumb button so much. <laughs> no, we won't. Pat, Pat I'm the, curious. Pat, you in the building. Pat, I'm curious. What would you do with the two hundred and ninety million? Uh, move out of my apartment that's next to a train. <laughs> that's the, for starters. It's the simple things for Pat. <laughs> yeah. little things, I don't, I don't you know? need a lot. Yeah, no, 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 Jay. I don't think you understand. Like the 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 train that this guy is the train right about? next to your crib. Like, do you hear is. the train? It's, yeah, it comes through my kitchen. I think <laughs> it's that close. Oh, Jay, it's horrible. insane. The man made a video, and it sounds like there's a filter of the train <laughs> going past. I'm like, there's no way it's that loud. He played that joint. I said, we turn that joint down. We, need we, we, we didn't really need to do a oh GoFundMe page for Pat, man. We need to get Pat away from the train, Pat. Need, need like a Venmo account for him? Yeah, we know? need. We get, people just call him. Please donate to the Pat Costello Fund. <laughs> for 25 cents a day, you can save. Ferrari <laughs> Pat. We're trying to get Ferrari Pat, Pat an actual Ferrari here, okay? <laughs> give it till it feels good. <laughs> just give what you can, man. Give what you can. <laughs> Please pass that basket around. This is for the children. The neighbor. train came around neighbor. again, Yates. How many times did Trey coming around at church? Hey, neighbor. <laughs> you look back at your neighbor. Yo, they done passed this joint to me three exactly. times. What's going on? It would be the best building fund ever. It'd be the most legitimate building fund We're ever building. in church. It'd be the best building fund ever. The worst Hold part on. is Pat's on like the 15th floor, so oh, I guess God. sound travels oh. up now. Wait, Freddie, my dad back in the day, that Trey would keep him around my dad. I was like, Dad, you put the same $10 in three times. <laughs> like, like, hey, nobody's going to They ain't going to find out until they find out. Exactly. Your dad knew a scam when he saw one. Gotta learn how to get the system, man. Oh, God. Welcome to Money Problems, courtesy yeah. of Jay Williams and Freddie Coleman and Pat Nuno and Alan Yates here at ESPN Radio, as well as Sirius X and Channel 80 and ESPN2. Uh, Our man, Joel Embiid, does not have money problems. He good. He don't need to hit a billion dollars in the, in the lottery or Powerball. That doesn't mean that Joel Embiid is not above letting people know this is how much a championship means to me. He said this part of AJ Torres 1230 on Twitter about winning a championship. I just want to win a championship, um, you know, whatever it takes. I don't know what that's going to be, whether it's affiliates, you know, anywhere else. You know, I just want to have a chance uh, to accomplish that. I want to see what it feels like to win that first one and then you can think about, you know, the next one. Um, you know, it's not easy, um, but, you know, it takes more than, you know, one, you know, two, three hours. You know, got to have, uh, you know, good people around you. All right, Jay, cook a little bit. When you heard that from Mr. Troll Embiid. I mean, 
Look, he responded to somebody on Twitter saying, you see what my middle name is, obviously being troll. Right. You know, trying to soften the blow. There it is right there. Uh, catch all the – catch all other Ben. Said that Joel Embiid, I'd like to win a championship at Philly or somewhere else. That somewhere else was unnecessary, TBH, right? Mm-hmm. And then obviously Joel Embiid, Joel Troll Embiid, at Joel Embiid responded back, buddy, check out my middle name. That's fine that Joel can soften the blow. Um, and then he said, I've lost my place – as best troll here, though, and went to Daryl Morey. So, look, all that's fun and games. But, Freddie, seeing the damn video, he's dead ass serious. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you be mm-hmm. serious? Yeah, if I win a championship here or somewhere else, you know why? Because why am I constantly in chaos? Now, granted, once again, there's accountability. Absolutely. But like J. Cole, man, applying pressure. There ain't nothing wrong with applying pressure, right? The whole city feels it. You may not like it, but it's what time it is, right? Just like Saquon Barkley tweeted out, it is what it is. Well, with Philadelphia 76er fans, it is what it is. I've been talking about this for a while. If you're Joel Embiid and you have a history of injuries and you're able to stay healthy for a certain extent, it comes down to, yo, what has the franchise done to surround me with talent to help me get there? They went all in with James Harden. I'm out here at the Fanatics party saying, yo, I get it. It's business. But I want James Harden here. So now I'm watching James Harden. I'm hearing people report out there that he wants to be a Clipper. Yeah. And I'm sitting there looking at Daryl Morey being like, yo, what's next? What are we doing? Is my roster going to change? What am I coming to the season with? I love Tyrese Maxey. I think Tyrese Maxey can be a star. But I need more than Tyrese Maxey and Tobias Harris. A lot more Help me get out of the second damn round. And look, fans can sit there all day long, Freddie, and say, well, Joel Embiid, there's lack of leadership here. We can get into that. But, look, Freddie, I know what it is. Joel Embiid is not a type A leader. Everybody knows that. So people out there saying, hey, that's leader deficiency. I'm sitting there saying, okay, fine. That is, but we've known that to be the case. What the hell do you think Jimmy Butler was on this team? Mm -hmm. He was the leader. Look what he's doing with Miami. He was on this roster. So there were a series of judgment that happened here that makes you look at the whole scheme overall and say, man, it just feels like Philly keeps missing the mark. And now we have to see how Darren Morey works his magic and what he's able to, if he's able to get the best out of James Harden because we hear that this the, the trade that he's asking for, the pieces in return are astronomical, mm-hmm. almost forcing the hand for James Harden to stay. Yeah. But I don't know how James Harden is going to handle that. You hope. But now you're putting your your value in the hands of hope. That's where Joel Embiid is at this stage of his career. That's, that's a tough ask, man. Two things real quick what you just said. Number one, Joel Embiid is 29 years of age. He's at an NBA midlife crisis. That's what it comes down to. Preach. He does not want his best years to continue to go by the wayside. And Philadelphia is not going to build around him enough or he can't trust James Harden to be the perfect Robin to his Batman when Dal Morey believes those two are on the same line. That's number one. Number two, you know who is to blame for this whole thing by Joel Embiid? Nikola Jokic to the Denver Nuggets. <laughs> if Nikola had not won a championship, I guarantee you, Joel Embiid is not preaching this out there, saying, I want to win a championship whether it's here or somewhere else outside of Philadelphia. Nikola Jokic, by winning a championship, Jay, a contemporary big man like that, getting his title first, has put an inordinate amount of pressure on Joel Embiid. 
that's why he's calling out the Philadelphia 76 and shooting a shot and letting it be known that if I don't, if I don't do it here, I can do it somewhere else. Because Nikola Jokic has stuck his thumb out at him and his thumb going, hmm, 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 hmm. I won my championship, and look how we did it in Denver. Yet you're trying to pitch and patch and mix and match in Philadelphia to make that work. So those are two things I have based on what you said, the trampoline off of that. Well, Freddie, I got a lot, we, we got a lot more to talk about when we come oh, back from break. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah, because we're going to find out where would the best landing spot be for Joel Embiid. Oh, we're doing that? Yeah, we're we, putting uh, him on different teams already? Uh, well, yeah, because that's what we're supposed to do. What, what kind is of it? public service what? message people would we be if we don't do that? I don't think Philly fans will like that. It's not about that. You know, that's a them problem. That's mm. not a me problem. Mm. <laughs> plus, what? Some, plus some of the media said something. That's left a lot of people perplexed. All the perplexing you need next with Jay Williams and Freddie Coleman. This is ESPN Radio and ESPN2. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is ESPN Radio. Jay Williams is not trying Arr. to hear it other than Eminem. But he's not trying to hear it along with me, Freddie Coleman, this morning on ESPN Radio. The ESPN app, Series X and Channel 80 and ESPN 2 about a landing spot for Joel Embiid. He's not trying to hear from betonline.ag at betonline underscore ag on Twitter about the next team that Joel Embiid has had enough, and he tells Philadelphia, look, get me out of here. That's not going to happen, but play along. According to these odds, Jay will Hold new- on, hold on Freddie. Before, before you get into that real quick, go I, I want to go back to your last point. All right. About this ought to be good. Nikola Jokic winning a chip, right? Okay. Because I get for face value, that makes all the sense in the world, right? Mm-hmm. You're watching a guy that has been back-to-back MVP of the league, there's been all this chirping about whether you want the MVP. You finally win it. And in the year that you win it, and a lot of people believe that Nikola Jokic should have won it, and a lot of people question, me being one of those people, how all of a sudden, just because they went on slightly a losing streak, he just lost all the steam for Jokic. But that's what the voters do. Joel B won it. That's the year that Nikola Jokic wins a world championship. Right. But... The second round, Freddie, we're not talking about an Eastern Conference finals appearance. I get it. We're talking about not getting out of the second round. Frankly, regardless 
of whether Nikola Jokic won a championship or not. I know it adds it fuel to the fire. No doubt. But the second round, the second round, I mean, that's what you have to work with if you're Joel Embiid. Like, and granted, injuries have partaken in some of the reasons why this has not happened. But the second round, for as talented as he is, he's a generational type of big. A generational talent type of big that the game of basketball maybe has never seen. He's still one of the most offensively gifted bigs in the history of basketball. So at the end of the day, you're looking at whether that be the process, whether that be with Jerry Colangelo, whether that now be with Daryl Morey putting all of his eggs in the basket of James Harden. At some point, if you're Joel Embiid, regardless of whether you're you're being accountable or not, right? Right. You have to say, "Am I surrounding myself with the best talent? Who's surrounding me with the best talent? Am I?" Well, not sure about that. Yeah, not sure about that. And I also go back to something you said about accountability, because as much as people bang on James Harden, and they should for not showing up in Game Six and Game Seven of the Eastern Conference Semifinals versus Boston having a three-two lead, Joel Embiid. I know he's playing through an injured knee. I get it. No excuses. I don't care. You had that kind of responsibility. You got to be accountable. You got to play better. Play through injury. If you were that injured and compromised, I'm not saying you shouldn't have been out there, but let it be known. Hey, this is what I was dealing with. He didn't make excuses, and I'm glad for him he didn't make any excuses. But now no one wants to hear it now. You're 29 years of age. You're an accomplished center. You're an accomplished NBA player. Go out there and get it done. If you don't get it done, don't come crying to people saying, well, fill it up and build around me. Hey, they did the best they could. They brought in James Harden. They brought in this person, brought in that person, and so you have not been able to get out of the second round. Find mm. a way to get it done. Alan Gates, I know you just chimed in my ear. Please say to everybody what you just said to me because I, I love know, it. I just want to know: do the do the Jokic uh, uh, rules apply to to Joel? Because all I heard what are the Jokic the, rules? What are the Jokic rules? All I heard before the Nuggets won the chip was, well, if Nikola Jokic gets a healthy Jamal Murray and a healthy roster, and if he's this and that and <clears throat> in the West, and mm. we can we can get a chance to see what happened. We haven't got a chance to see the Sixers with a healthy Joel in the playoffs, and the one time we did, the ancillary pieces didn't show up at all. So well, I just want to know, okay. is so this there is great. to be some type right, that's of that's a good point. This like, is great. buffer moment? That, because whether people like to address it or not or call it excuses or not, health is a big part of Agreed. why the success of the Sixers has been where it's at but, right now. Then not for nothing, to kind of go off of that point, if that's going to be the case, then what are you doing to do everything that can to stay healthy when it comes that, to Joel Embiid? To me, all eyes are yeah. on the organization because yeah. I remember when the Sixers were right, wrong, mm-hmm. or indifferent, allowing Joel Embiid to sit on the sidelines prior to games and instead of eating something that optically looks healthy, he's eating Shake Shack or he's eating something that you wouldn't think a top-class athlete would eat three okay. hours before Alan, the game. Alan, it's the same thing with Zion Williamson. We talked about about this last week when he went on Gil's Arena with Gilbert Arenas mm-hmm. and was talking about, yeah, like now I'm going to be committed. Like, you know, nutrition is a major part of you taking care, especially if your body has a tendency to blow up or you're overweight right. due to your frame. Right. Joel Embiid and Zion have similar frames where if you don't have the right conditioning, if you're not doing the right maintenance, it can blow up. But to answer your question on the Jokic rules, number one, Jokic is durable. Right, mm-hmm. plays every single game. Mm-hmm. Right, so it was more so the pieces around him, more so than him being the piece mm-hmm. that was injured. That's number one, and number two. And I'm, it's unfair, but like, when do you hear anything from Jokic? Like, Jokic just won a world championship. 
By the way, where the hell is Nikola Jokic? <laughs> Living his best life. Right? You, you have no idea. It doesn't say anything, Alan. It does feel like because of the persona and the personality of Joel Embiid yeah. that it makes him a bigger target. Because he's way more expressive. He says way more things about the state of the game, about his team. And by the way, it doesn't help that James Harden, like in this whole situation with Daryl Morey, seeing them together at Michael Rubin's party, like a lot of it's like when they keep poking their faces, it makes them a target. It's unfair, but it's realistic. I'm going to go back to, by the way, Jay Will, Freddie coming together this morning on ESPN Radio and ESPNU. Al, I'm going to go back to something you said about the organization allowing Joel Embiid to not take care of his body, eat that kind of food. Well, Joel Embiid's got to take care of his body. You shouldn't need an organization to say, this is bad for you. If you're eating Shake Shack on the side, this, it was a while ago. No, that but, was a long yeah, time ago. But, yeah, but, yeah, but if, sure. you're, if you're not taking care of your body for your own specifications, an organization not need to tell you to, to do that. That's what, not, not saying you. People can miss me with that when it comes out with him and Zion Williamson. You know exactly what the NBA is like now. You know you better take care of your body. You can call Nikola Jokic a dad bot all you want, but that guy takes care of his body. And to Jay's point, he's durable. He's not out there just wasting away or eating whatever he wants. The body looks the way it looks, but it's an NBA body when it's all said and done, but, what we're used to seeing. If you, if you need an organization to say, hey, Joel Embiid, eat this, don't eat that, then that's a Joel Embiid problem. That's not an organization Embiid problem. Embiid played three less games than, than, than Joker did this season. So, like, the, the optics of him not being available. Right. That's no, different. No, 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 no. no, no we're not talking about this, this year. Season, yeah. Right. We're not this talking about this year. Yeah. This season is different, yes. It's completely but different, If yeah. you talk about over the last four or five years, look at the numbers, though. Yeah, I mean, broken face. I LCL understand. Spray, yeah, I'm not making it. It's unfortunate. Yeah, I get it. Unfortunately, a little bit of luck goes into this. Two point in the broken yes, face. He should have been in the game at that point. That game was won. I don't know why he was thanks, out there. Thanks, that, that, that's the organization <laughs> thing that's right organization. there. Well, that's yeah, different. Right. But I'm talking about taking care of your body. That should be a player thing more than an organization. And thing. I think I think he's done that now. A lot of it, I mean, I'm I'm one of those guys who thinks when when athletes have children, a lot of their focus changes because we saw him go out and lead the league in points mm-hmm. back to back years after that's he had true. the child. Yeah. So now the like to me, Jay, the biggest thing now is we saw the clo- the closet handshake deal with Harden because last year he opted out. He, well, he opted to not take the cash. Took fifteen million dollars less. Assuming yes, that this season he would get the cash, averaged twelve points in the games that mattered outside of the forties that he gave in the playoffs. Yep. Yeah. Now everything Preach. is you know yeah. now now the, Never the sky's falling in Philadelphia. You make a blank out of you and me. Never assume. It's a bad job, man. Now what? <laughs> But yeah, that's, that's what, what Joel, that's what Joel and B wants to know. Now what? Now what? Now what? Now what? He he called this shot. What are the seventy sixers going to do about that? We're going to table this conversation and we're going to talk about it even more in about twenty minutes when it comes to Joel and B and now what and James Harden, Nikola Jokic, and also somebody out there put it out there that the seventy sixers need a play that is not on their roster to be better. We'll do that in twenty minutes here on ESPN Radio and also ESPN U and ESPN Two with Jay Williams. I'm Freddie Coleman. But we switch gears back to the National Football League. We're less than fifty three days away before the start of the NFL season. And will the NFL ever look at running backs the way they used to Mm. when Jim Brown, Emmitt Smith, and Barry Sanders were roaming the Mm. plains? That's next. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. 
You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is ESPN Radio. By the way, Freddie, I see our yes, next sir. guest definitely uh-huh. in the back of the club sipping my wet. Oh, I can see Damian Woody, oh. ESPN NFL analyst and Super Bowl champion, just swaying back and forth with the Woody crew, hanging out with him. Oh, I could definitely see that. It's time Wait. to talk a little NFL with him. Wait, Freddie, you know like when the, when the waitress comes over to you, she's like, excuse me, uh, Mr. Woody would like to see you at the back table. Like, oh, where, maybe, where's he at? I can't even yeah, see. Maybe that's in your world. I don't get those kind of requests. <laughs> that, that's that's what you big ball is like you and Damian Woody. I'm on the outside looking in saying, hmm, I wonder what's going on back there. So I don't know what world you speak of when it comes to that. Jay was ready going together, presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio, ESPN2, and ESPNU. Let's bring in Damian Woody, ESPN NFL analyst. Hit him on Twitter at Damian Woody. Big Dam- Wood. Big Wood. And the NFL has told anybody who is somebody, hey, running backs, we like you, but we don't like you like you. Saquon Barkley not getting a long-term deal. Josh Jacobs not getting a long-term deal. Dalvin Cook still in the street. Is there anything the running backs can do to kind of flip this a little bit to skew towards their way to have the NFL love them like they used to? Hey, first of all, good morning, fellas. Morning. And it seems like the, the uh, everything they've stirred up the hornet's nest as it relates to the, to the running backs uh, in, in the National Football League. But right now, I just – I just don't see a path forward um, as far as getting this situation rectified. Man, listen, as a former player, it's a travesty. It's a travesty what's going on with running backs um, and, and being devalued and the fact that you got you got Josh Jacobs, you got Saquon Barkley. I mean, Freddie, think about this now. You got Saquon Barkley who accounted for over 40% of the Giants' offense, wow. and he can't get a contract. But Daniel Jones, who threw 15 touchdowns all last season in a passing league, is getting paid $40 million a year. Got a new deal, getting paid $40 million a year. That's cra- That's just crazy to me. It's crazy. It's crazy. Big Wood, like, you know, obviously the, the position feels like it has a relatively like, short shelf life in relation to its actual value in a pass-first league. If I were to ask you, like, the hierarchy of, like, what positions hold the most value, obviously QB is number one. Would you say would, la- would the left tackle be number two? You um, think? I would I would probably say it's up there. There's no question. Listen, Jay, I always say – I tell people all the time, the game of football, if you want to know how they value you, look at how they how you get paid. Yep. Look at, look at who's getting paid. You got quarterbacks getting paid. You got – you got – Guys that get after the quarterback, who edge rushers, paid. Yep. edge rushers and defensive tackles are getting paid right now. Offensive linemen are getting paid. Corners are Corners, getting paid. Yeah. Wide receivers are getting paid. Like those are the people who pretty much affect the game the most, and therefore those are the guys who are getting paid the most money. So positions that either help the passing game, protect the passing game, or help shut down the passing game, pretty much. Bingo, bingo. <laughs> That's where it is, man. That's you got it. You got it all right. So, big what? Like, what are guys supposed to do? Like, what? Like mm-hmm. a guy like obviously we were talking about Le'Veon Bell earlier, and we've seen what happened with you know I said cautionary tale 
Freddie corrected me and said, no, it's the tail for all running backs, which he's accurate. So, like, what's a guy like Saquon or Josh Jacobs supposed to do? You know, I think this is something that the NFLPA is going to have to look at mm-hmm. and and try to figure out what, you know, do we have to have some type of special designation for running backs, carve out something for running? they got to do something because, you know, you got Joe Mixon out here taking a pay cut just to stay with the Cincinnati Bengals. You got Tony Pollard, you know, um, uh, Saquon and Josh can't even get a long-term deal. Like, I'm, I'm talking about, like, you know, like a – I'm not even talking about, like, a five-year deal. I can't even get, like, a three-year deal. Three-year extension. It, it, it's – I think the NFLPA has to do something, look into this more in order to figure out this, this running back situation because right now it's just ridiculous. Damian Woody, two-time NFL champion, 12-year vet in the National Football League. Hit him on Twitter, Damian Woody. Joining us at ESPN NFL Analyst with Jay Williams and Freddie Coleman on ESPN Radio. I'm going to stay right there because Jay brought up, in turn, you as well, Wood, in terms of the NFL Player Association. They negotiated this as part of a collective bargaining mm-hmm. agreement. So, in essence, they've kind of turned the tables on one of their own when it comes to the running back position. DeMar Smith is no longer going to be in charge of the NFL PA. How much can maybe new leadership kind of maybe make inroads to help out the running backs in the future at that position to get the kind of money they're looking for? Man, that's, it's a great question. We know that, you know, I think I believe the, the, the new the CBA is locked in basically this this whole, you know, until like 2029 or 2030. Um, so, you know, I don't know what the NFLPA can do like in the in the immediacy right now. But I'm just saying, just looking ahead down, you know, down the road, that's got to be something to think of. And also the franchise tag, man. Like, yeah, I think the franchise tag is just getting it's just getting abused now. It it really is. I think it's just getting abused. And and, and I know and people I know a lot of people say, well, it's only for a select few players. But even still, like we're seeing the ramifications of what the, the franchise tag is doing, especially um uh, especially with running backs right now. Damian Woody, ESPN NFL analyst, two-time Super Bowl champion, joining us here on ESPN Radio. I'm Jay Williams alongside Freddie Coleman. Big Wood, like, you know, obviously a guy like D-Hop, DeAndre Hopkins, signs for a pretty big deal in Tennessee. And while I'm off, all I hear is all this chatter on social media about, see, he values his bank account more than he values winning. And I just want to tell those people, shut up. So what if he does? And he's actually going to get prioritized in the <laughs> offense. What's wrong with that, Big Wood? There is absolutely nothing wrong with that. I am, listen, as a former player, um, all, first and foremost, I am all about guys getting paid. Because we all know in professional sports, especially in football, you have a very short shelf life. So when you have an opportunity to maximize your, your, earning, your earning potential, you need to go ahead and do it. Okay, because you better believe that when the tables are turned, they're going to come come after your money. And so I don't blame D Hop. And plus, you also got to look at it from the from the aspect of when Odell Beckham Jr. signed his deal with Baltimore, that helped D Hop. You know, mm. because you know OBJ is getting fifteen a year. So now you got a situation where D Hop is making what twelve, twelve million, twelve million a year now. Yep. So listen, I'm all for guys getting their money. D-Hop is going to a situation where he's clearly going to be the number one 
Ryan Tannehill. You don't think Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry, uh, was jumping for joy down in Tennessee <laughs> to have a legitimate wide receiver, you know, to kind of complement that running game down there? Come on, man! Like that—that's. I think that's going to be that's going to help. Um, that's going to help that Tennessee Titans offense, especially the wide receiver position. Who's go, who is he going to help more? The quarterback in Ryan Tannehill or the running back in Derrick Henry? Oh man, um, I, I tend to say that Ryan Tannehill um, only because I think Tennessee they're going to do what they do. They they rushed the ball fourth most in the National Football League last year. So this is the team that its identity they want to run the football and play physical. But always, Freddie, I always say this, man. Like every quarterback, you need a guy that when 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 it's you know when it's third down, they're playing man to man coverage. You need a guy to go win. And you need a guy that you can find and just throw him the football. You know, most good teams have those type of guys. And so for Ryan Tannehill right now, now he has a guy in D-Hop who he's not going to run by. He's not a speed burner. But if, if the ball is in his vicinity, he's nine times out of ten, he's going to come down with it. Mm. Damian, we we got about a minute left, but I, I am curious. Do you think the Pats missed the mark on landing a guy like D-Hop for what that could have done to their offense? Uh, I, I do, um, because I, I was just so adamant on the Patriots, you know, going out and getting DeAndre Hopkins mm-hmm. because, you know, when you look at the Patriots, particularly on offense, man, um, on, on, especially on the, on the outside of the wide receiver position, they have no one that can scare you. No one. They have no one that you would have to game plan against. And that's, just, that's not disrespecting anyone. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, who signed there this offseason, Devontae Parker, who just got – you know, the Patriots just, uh, you know, gave him a new deal and Kendrick Bourne. But those guys aren't DeAndre Hopkins. Let's just be real. And so if Mac Jones, who's going into his third year, this is a big year for mm-hmm. Mac Jones, a young quarterback. No doubt. You yep. would have thought, hmm, yep. Bill Belichick, let me go get a wide receiver for him, just like a lot of these other young quarterbacks. You know how organizations have helped them by getting them, you know, number one wide receivers. So I, I'm just – I'm I'm really surprised that New England didn't didn't make that move. Hey, Bigwood, always a pleasure, my man. We'll talk to you soon because we get closer and closer in the NFL season when the Chiefs kick it off against the Lions, man. You take care and be All well. All right, Damian. All right, y'all take it easy, fellas. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is ESPN Radio. He's Jay Williams and Freddie Coleman together on ESPN Radio. Series so XM Channel 80, the ESPN app. Freddie, I only laugh because, like, growing up as a little kid. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. My parents would throw all these parties at the crib. Uh-huh. That you were not invited to. Oh, no, but I was a little kid trying to sip on everybody's drinks. That oh, you were that to the one. Side. Oh, yo, you leave your drink. It's, that's, it's, it's open for me. Oh, good Lord. It's a party <laughs> for us kids too, right? Yes. But all I'm saying, my dad will always be in the middle. Uh-huh. Everybody else be dancing. My dad right. just have his hands up and just go. Ah. Exactly. He was feeling the vibe. Ah. He was into it. Not moving, just the hands up and the snapping oh, of the oh, fingers. Oh, oh, you some, know what I mean? Sometimes movement is not necessary. <laughs> 
It's all about the groove and the vibe preach. you're feeling. Go ahead and preach, brother. <laughs> hey, you were there drinking everybody's drink. You tell us. <laughs> you tell us. I was doing all the moving for everybody else. <laughs> Jay just running around Sniper just drinking people. everybody's drink. Jay, and six and, years old, mixing dark and light. Exactly. Oh, I know. I was yeah. like, Everclear, what is this? Looks like water. Yeah. And then the next thing you know, he saw the dark and the light of the bathroom. <laughs> oh, Budweiser, I thought this was a Coke. <laughs> <laughs> Six-year-old Jay will just... Oh. All of a sudden, starting oh, a twelve-step program. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, son, you have so much energy. Like, I, I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> oh Lord! Thirty minutes away uh, from Joel and being the future destinations, but the reason that we're kind of talking about, you know, parties and drinks and food. Someone who Charmaine nameless, Alan Yates behind the scenes, had no idea <laughs> in terms of a smorgasbord, and he thinks that it, 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 we want to get to the point. What is the difference? between a smorgasbord and a buffet, because according to the definition, a smorgasbord is a buffet offering a variety of hot and cold meals, salads, hors d'oeuvres, etc., and a wide range of something, a variety. So it's a combination of both Alan Yates. Yeah. See, so, there, so there's not a difference. See, I feel like I've been lied to and marketed wrongly again. And marketed wrongly. About? Because growing about? up, growing up, so growing up where I'm from, we had a we had an old country buffet one time, right? Yeah. And then they closed that. I joint. remember those. Yes. Like I they do. closed yeah. it. So I'm assuming anything buffet got the name in the in the in the in the, in the name of the restaurant or the sub or the subtext of it, like uh-huh. you know, right? Old country buffet, a a you know Western country buffet. So I don't know, but like <laughs> I've been to a Shady Maple, right? It's called Shady Maple. Smorgasbord, okay. and I'm like, well, well, Lord, that's the only time I've ever seen a smorgasbord. Poor thing. Apparently, it's the same thing as a buffet, and yes. now I don't know what to believe. <laughs> and Pat's looking at me like I'm crazy. Exactly. <laughs> so he's not the only one. <laughs> but I'm, have Pat, have you been to Shady Maple? No, that's insane. Where is Shady Maple for I've those who don't know? Been to Golden Corral though. Like Golden uh, well, Corral. That's, yep. Yeah, top buffet. Absolutely. Right? I mean, I'm not yeah. a big I'm not a big fan of the of the corral. Like Why not? What did Pizza, it do to Hut? Pizza Hut? Pizza Hut's a buffet? Yeah. Oh yeah. Is it? Oh yeah. I guess I've ordered I've ordered from Pizza Hut that had it delivered. Once. Sizzler? Sizzler's a buffet. The old Ponderosa's a buffet. All day. Old but Ponderosa. Have, but but Jay, is any of these things that you have found, does it say Smorgasburg at all? Because the only <laughs> Smorgasburg I've known to see with my own two eyes. Uh-huh. And He's the fe- one in Shady Maple, And you felt lied to all these years. I feel extremely lied to. Okay. I think that's just the name of the restaurant. Thank you. <laughs> like, <laughs> thank you. I just like, old like country like buffet is the name of the restaurant. It's the name of the restaurant. Way to put them on you. game, Pat. <laughs> so, so I guess now my question is, like, does your local neighborhood have a smorgasbord around the corner, like next no. to the Outback and in between the, the Arby's? Well, it, Outback's not a buffet or smorgasbord. It's just Outback. Just out back. But, Freddie, they're just the same thing. They mean the same thing. That's why I've been trying to tell Alan, who has been Mr. Unbelievable but and you Mr. Just, Unbeliever. You just don't say smorgasbord. You say buffet. The same thing. Yeah. Potato, potato. So yeah. why is Shady Maple considered a smorgasbord and not simply a buffet? We'll put it this way. We'll oh, because br- it sounded better. It, number yeah. one, for marketing purposes. Marketing number two, purposes. <laughs> yeah. Number two, we'll see if Brian in North Carolina at 888-729-3776 can let Alan know the difference between a smorgasbord Smorgasbord, excuse me, in a buffet. Smorgasbird. Yeah, there's maybe a bird. There's a bird. Smorgasbord. Well. I'm hey. sure there are plenty of birds at a smorgasbord. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah. Brian in North Carolina, what's the difference between a smorgasbord and a buffet, my friend? <laughs> hey guys, good morning. Checking in from the nine one nine. Jay, well, what's up? What's up, baby? Um, Stand up, man, RDU. A, bu- a buffet. What's up, baby? Hey, a buffet has rules and a cadence to it. Like there's okay. a line. 
Mm. You got to grab your plate. You got to get a new plate. But where I come from, a smorgasbord is like all the foods up on the island, all the foods at grandma's, and you're just grabbing. It's just okay. more of like a plethora. Okay. Oh, Thank oh, wow. you. Okay. That's, that's a real but breakdown. That's, that's yeah. not okay. an accurate depiction of buffets, though. Why is it not you can accurate? Just go from every buffet, you can just go get whatever you want. But like, there are lines. Go they, they, yeah, there are lines, and I've, it is like lined Jay, up. Jay, I was at the Shady Maple free for all. Absolute free for all at the pancake station uh-huh. and the station that makes pancakes. Yes, there's a difference. Don't ask me no. Questions. Oh, there is. So wait, wait, wait. There Say that a, again slowly for the people in the back because I'm one of those there people in the back. There was a line to, so for you in the back. There is a line for <laughs> pancakes. <laughs> yes, at the pancake station. Yep. Okay, and yeah. there's an all. There's also a line at the station that makes pancakes. There's a difference. Yes, there's a difference. Yes. One guy's making the pancakes and, for you, and the other one's the other already one, pre-made. Yeah, already pre-made. Oh, okay. them, Absolutely. Right. There's but, a like, but but wait. The one where they're pre-made, they came from the guy who just makes them at the station. No, essentially, no. no. no so no. they're just they're just, they're just there, sitting though. there for yeah. hours yeah. on Flat top of jacks. hours. Yeah, they, they they'll, they'll change them out once oh, they no, I can't. they've okay. been. Yeah, I'm not doing that. I'm fresh, going to the guy making them I need in front the fresh of me. Pancakes. Yeah, I'm going to the guy making them in front I of me. I need to see what ingredients we're putting in. Yes, that that's the difference. Exactly. Yes. Okay. Yeah, but Brian explained it perfectly. In terms of buffet etiquette, just the smorgasbord etiquette. So, Alan, are you satisfied? I mean, sure, but like that, as that of doesn't now, sound convincing at all. As of now, July eighteenth, seven fifty three in the yeah. morning. Yeah, I haven't seen another smorgasbord in my life. Yeah. Chris went on Twitter says there's absolutely no difference at all for us Midwesterners. Exactly the same. Same thing. <laughs> same, that's what I, same thing. I wanna, same thing. And by the way, I just want to make sure I know what's really going on in this world. I here. just want you guys to know. <laughs> like, I, I'm not trying to be outside for the next couple of days. Did you guys know? Good Morning America tweeted this this morning. Earth's hottest 15 days. Uh huh. When we record it in the last 15 days. That's what, not surprising. It's been hotter than bad on? breath out. It's been hotter than bad breath out here. My nostrils sweat when I walk outside. I'm like, where am I? Excuse- Some lady made a, a loaf of bread in her uh, mailbox. Excuse me? She made a, she made a loaf she of bread? She a Excuse loaf of me? bread in her mailbox. It was so hot. What's her last name? Ingalls from Little House on the Prairie? I think it was Costello because Pat made <laughs> why you, bread. Why are you dragging Pat into this now? Pat don't have, don't have Pat's mom bread. calling to the show. I made, yeah. don't do I made that. bread this weekend. It yeah, was, but not in the mailbox. Fine. No. In what the kind oven. of bread? It was fine. <laughs> oh, my God. Bread's hard to make. It, I see you yeah, moving product, yeah, Ferrari. Yeah, exactly. Bread's always hard to make. Completely. Ferrari. I don't call Pat by anymore. Let's call him Ferrari. Just Ferrari now? He wants to be called Ferrari Pat. I just call him Ferrari. I'd prefer okay. PC. Never mind. Alan oh. Yates and the Spork is born. The perfect pairing. Perfect pairing <laughs> is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. We get away from the buffet to the anti-buffet. Meaning Saquon Barkley trying to find another team and he and the Giants don't work out. That's next. This is ESPN Radio. More next.